Hey. Let's go. It's the Great Debate Show with your host Jarvis Jeffries, Terrence Smith, and Nick Ely. It's the good guys. We're back in the building. Better than ever, baby. It's the dynasty, baby. Speaking of dynasty, is the Golden State Warriors dynasty over? Is that it? The Los Angeles Lakers advance, just as I predicted. The Boston Celtics advance, just as I predicted. The Denver Nuggets advance. Guess what? Just as I predicted. I could just keep going on and on, but we know this whole thing is scripted. Um, we've got so much to talk about. John Morant, breaking news in case no one knows. Um, he has a bigger gun than the last. And... Um, <laughs> It's the Great Debate Show. Guys, Terry Smith and Nick Ely, Jarvis Jeffries, we're here. How y'all feeling, man? Better than Jarvis. They're right. <laughs> That's, uh, I, I, okay, here's here's the debate. What, what's the best John name? Is it John Wick or Kim, Kim Jong-un? Huh. Oh. Uh, let's go with the first one. Jawick. Jawick. Jawick fits a little better. Kim Jong is pretty funny though. Yeah, yeah, I'll say. Well, guys, we don't want to. We don't want to get the show started with uh, with a bunch of laughter on Jaw. We're definitely not. um, No. No laughing at him. But uh, look, guys, we've all been young and dumb. Uh, Well, let me speak for myself. I know damn well I was. However, John Moran is how old? Is he 23? 23. 23 years old. I was 23 years before. 23 years old before. And I can remember that, hey, nobody could tell me anything. I didn't have parents around that could really just talk to me, tell me right from wrong. So I have a better excuse than he does. But we just don't listen sometimes. And, you know, I've heard a lot of talk about the father needs to do this and needs to do that. I mean, yep. as if he doesn't have a mother, you know, like, where the hell is she? And I'm pretty sure both of them were talking to him. Sometimes these young men just don't listen. You know, has it ever occurred to anyone out there that your your child, and I'm sure somebody's been through this before, sometimes your child just has to slip and bump their head on their own, you know? Yep. And maybe this is what Ja has done, we hope. We hope he comes to his senses. We hope he listens. Even a gang member, a crip member has reached out to him to let him know. Bro, you need to calm down. How bad do you have to screw up for a gang member to tell you you need to calm the fuck down? That's pretty bad, right? That's pretty bad. It's the Great Debate Show. We're available wherever you get your podcasts. Download, subscribe, hit the follow button, and you'll be notified each and every time a new episode is up. The Great Debate Show page on Facebook. The, uh, the The Great Debate Show page is on YouTube. Uh, Facebook and uh, Twitter is King Sip Productions slash I mean the Great Debate Show slash King Sip Productions and uh, Terrence Smith and Nick Ely and myself are on social media all week long, uh, you know daily, weekly, putting out all types of reports and information and rumor meals in sports. We'll start off the day with Ja Morant and I will start with Terrence. 
Uh, first of all, did you have a happy birthday, Terrence? And welcome back. We missed you, man. I said it again. I think I, I I missed that part. I'm sorry. Say it again. Before we before I get you to tell me your part about Ja Morant, give your take on that, and then we'll switch it straight to Nick. Just want to you know say again, happy belated birthday, and uh, welcome oh, back. How how that. you feeling? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I, I I'm doing great. Uh, <clears throat> always um, for my birthday, I, I always appreciate all of the outpouring uh, love and, and and support and and. and just the outreach from everybody. But I, I also, again, yearly, I, I also want to uh, make note that it also would have been Ahmaud Arbery's birthday. And if you guys remember the name Ahmaud Arbery, he was uh, yeah. killed in Georgia. Three racist white men decided to gun him down because he was running in a neighborhood that they didn't want him in. Uh, so I always ask people to also divert some of that love towards uh, him and his family and I. Hope that they are <clears throat> somewhere, uh, hopefully in, in a very peaceful state. And, and I just, you know, of course, always hate that that happens. So I always try to make note of that on my birthday just because it's, it's not right. And he should still be here. So had to get that out of the way. That's I appreciate right. you guys for letting me go first so that I could get that out of the way. That's pretty now, <laughs> now uh, uh, Timitri is Jamea Morant. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not, not the whole government name. <laughs> right, you know you in trouble. You know you in trouble when they call your whole name, man. For real, it's, it's better for me to call the government name than uh those folks over there at two hundred one popular, man. Like, what? And, and and I'm this is not me calling Jar a criminal. Um, this is not me calling Jar anything other than a young man. However, Jar, you playing by different rules. You playing by different standards. Like you're a rich man, and you you are literally about to fumble every piece of that bag. For a pistol, hmm. like for a pistol, and it's like, all right, I've I, I, I've heard the argument that, you know, this is Tennessee and guns illegal. This is true, but he is showing what gun owners should not be doing. First time in the club, the way he was holding the pistol was just stupid. Like it was like holding it like <laughs> it was a, uh, like it was an Xbox controller, and he was passing. He had just lost the game of Madden. And was passing it on to somebody else. Um, and this time he's pointing it like up towards his face, like, John, no, that's not what we do. You know, like I've been a gun owner now for a few years. I've got a little nine millimeter. Most people in my family don't know that I have it because I don't show it. It's right. not for show, that's right. it's not for play. If I pull it out, I'm either practicing, putting it where these kids can't find it, or somebody has crossed lines that they shouldn't cross. And thankfully, the latter has never happened. But, like, what? there is no fourth option of me. You're not going to see me in pictures with it. You're not going to see me posing with it because I don't need the likes. I don't need people to like me in that sense. And if I got to play with a gun for you to like me, then my life is not it's, – it's, I got to do something. We're just not going to be friends. We're just not going to be cool. Right. Um, so I, I really need for Ja to reevaluate what he's doing for popularity. Because if dunking a ball is not enough, and waving a gun ain't enough either, brother. And all he's doing, there are people right now in the Memphis community who are, and I got a text from somebody today, so this is not just me me just making this up, who are, they are out here doing incredible work trying to curtail the violence that's going on in the city. And again, this ain't Josh's responsibility, but it is. Um, these guys are working hard, and he what he is doing 
is literally undoing all of that because when he goes live or he's on somebody else's live, that's going to reach all of these kids. But now you might go into a school and you might reach 60 of them, you know, and you might convince them, hey, you shouldn't, you shouldn't play with guns. You shouldn't do this with guns, whatever the case may be. When they see y'all doing it, hey, man, everything you say is, is deemed irrelevant. And I think more so than the suspension, I'll let y'all talk about that because I know it's going to happen. More so than the, the loss of endorsements, again, I'll let y'all talk about that because I, I know it's going to happen. But more so than anything, the influence on kids. Hey, if 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 King Griffin, when I was growing up, had he waved the gun around, I probably would like to have waved the gun myself. But you know, <laughs> uh, I, I think that these these guys have to realize the influence they have on the kids, and I think that's what John's not taking into account. And maybe he does; he just doesn't care. The last thing I'll say, and I'll, I'll pass this on to Nick, because I don't, I don't, I'm like a Baptist preacher, man. I don't want to be before y'all long. Uh, <laughs> but the last thing I'll say is that whole. The last time this happened, which wasn't that long ago, the the whole counseling thing, PR, BS, the uh, the interview with Jalen Rose, PR, BS, yeah. even the suspension was PR, BS. Everything they have been, the Grizzlies and the NBA have all been working so hard, um, using all of their resources to keep this under wraps. Because I truly believe. The, the situation with Indiana, I I do believe that someone from his camp, maybe it was him, posted a laser um, at the Pacers. I believe that. Now, knowing all of this that we know now, I believe that. That's reckless. Everything about this is reckless. The pointing the laser, uh, the gun in the club, because what if that goes off, Plaxico? Uh, pointing the gun at your face, what if, ooh, what if you guys... What if you guys hit a pothole? That's a reference I haven't heard in a while. What if you guys hit a uh, hit a pothole and um, in Memphis and you um, you know and that gun goes off because we don't know if that gun's loaded or not. We know it's a lot so of potholes just, in Memphis though, and and there are some potholes in Memphis. Or half the city is a pothole, or anything you know. Hey, they're going down the highway and. Somebody is driving and not paying attention and rams them in the back. Well, all right, your gun, your hand is near that trigger, John. Naturally, yeah. you are going to pull down on that trigger. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's reckless and it's not necessary. And I, I, I don't wish bad on people and I don't wish people to lose money. But I hope that the NBA drops the hammer of hammers, not just the hammer. Like, hey, <laughs> go, go past Storm's hammer and give me Stormbreaker. Hmm. Like, drop the hammer. On this guy because not only did he, um, not only is he reckless, but he absolutely slapped everybody in the face with this dumb PR stunt they had the last time. Pretty much. So like, and that's the that's the whole thing about it. The, the yeah. PR when they do the PR thing with you, it that's your warning. That is your preview of what things could look like for a very long time. Yeah. If this was to happen again, so we're gonna put this show out here like you got the point. And we're going to let you move on. But for whatever reason, John has, as I've seen the term, this proclivity for the blicky that <laughs> cannot seem to satisfy off of social media. Even if you, if he wants to go shoot guns, if he wants to build a range in the back of his house or go to Top Gun and shoot every gun you could imagine because <laughs> he can afford to do it. 
if he wanted to be a gun enthusiast as a responsible individual on Instagram or Twitter or wherever else, I think to some extent that there could be some conversation for that. Now, I know, I know the sports leagues try to stay away from guns, but it's possible, whatever, whatever. But I think if he was doing it from a, from a responsible standpoint as opposed to this, I think there, there should be some wiggle room to have a conversation about that, right? You know, especially with as much as the Second Amendment is a conversation um, in the in the political sphere and whatever else in the world today. I think if, if he wanted to do that, maybe not necessarily him. He might be the best person to do it, especially not at this point. But maybe he would be. Maybe it'd be kind of like the Michael Vick thing. He went from the, um, I'm going I'm to make a reference to one other thing that uh, a friend of mine, I'm going to shout him out, Gaston Westmoreland, uh, my boy G, he uh, he said to us in the group chat, he said, I'll never understand how a song can get you so hyped you got to rap to it with your pistol out. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me either. I, never... I, I don't understand it either. Um, as far as suspension, um, what I've heard most reputably from Woj and, and others is that it's probably in the neighborhood of 20 to 30 games, uh, which is what I kind of guessed that when it first came out. I had some people that um, suggested it may be half the season or longer. I don't think that I don't think they're. I don't know what the precedent would be for them to go that far with it. I think they would have a big fight on their hands from the from the players union and others if it was to go that far. But I, I could see twenty to thirty games getting by with with little resistance. Well, let me ask you guys this: If you are <clears throat> the Grizzlies, do you consider trading? Well, um, I, I would Absolutely say absolutely not. Uh, I would say yes, probably so. I would actually. I would say Absolutely yes, probably not. so. And the reason why I, I was I would consider trading. Here, here's here's my here's my reasons on why I wouldn't say absolutely not, as Nick is saying. I understand. I think I may understand why he's saying it. He's a superstar. He's one of the premier faces of the NBA in the league today. Yeah. I don't think he yeah. even understands that. That's the problem. The biggest issue is that, and I hate to say this, but I've said it before on on this podcast before. A few times, the Memphis Grizzlies, sometimes their offense, it flows a lot better. It's more efficient. They get it's better ball movement. They get in and out of their breaks. They run a much efficient offense, I think, when he's not on the floor. As good as he is, sometimes he's just too much of a freight train, and he's putting his body at risk, and you know, the injuries can come. And I just feel like, look, if he's going to be a problem, if he's, if he's going to be this much of a cancer, what is the purpose in keeping him? As good as he may be, if he's not really helping this team excel, if he's not giving me Jimmy Buckets, put the team on his back, I'm going to win it myself. Or he just – not that he can't do that. But usually when he puts up – Usually when he puts up big points like that, it doesn't always come to wins, necessarily ends in wins. The issue is that it's just the way he plays. He doesn't get – he doesn't help this offense. He doesn't help facilitate it and make it any better. It's just, hey, you're going to get a razzle-dazzle show. What? You're going to be entertained. He is on another level, another planet when it comes to what he can do. At the same time, if you can get a lot – you can get a lot for him right now. How do you reconcile those two sentences? How do you reconcile the sentence that – he is incredible with all the things he can do, but he doesn't make his offense any better. How does that work? They can win without him. They win a lot of games without him, and you can give they him. Can you can win a lot of games without him. A lot of and games. They, would, would, would you not last bet? season? If you and I, if you and I were going to have to bet, make a bet next season, 
if, if we say we can play this season out, next season out twice, we're going to play it once with John Morant and once with, once with John Morant suspended at home for the whole season. Which season are you betting the Grizzlies have a better record? Well, I mean, it would depend on the roster. Like last on, season man. and this I, season. The same roster. Like, no, 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 it's not it's not quite the same roster from last season though. Not quite. Dylan, Dylan Brooks is gone. Replace him with uh give me give me some, give me a, a decent three and D guy. Uh, I don't know. Jermichael Green. Um, well, I don't know where he belongs. I don't know. Uh, sh- Three and D, uh, more, more, more winded. What's the, other, um, what's the other guy who I was kind of. Somebody in the vein of Trevor Ariza. I know that's going back to the years. Obviously, it's not going to be him. Yeah, so no, it was. Of that level. It was a, a crowd. Jay Crowder, maybe. Um, uh, I don't know. Make, uh, make, it, make it Kyle Kuzma. You can, you, can Kyle Kuzma work for us? Okay, Kuzma. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll take Kuzma over him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course, you take Kuzma over him. But if you, if you got Kyle Kuzma, and every and the rest of the roster is the same, uh-huh. one year Tyus Jones leaves it, the other year John Morant leaves it. Which which year are you saying you can have a better record? The year that Dylan Brooks left. The what? What did the year that Dylan Brooks left is going to be a better year no, if no, you no, replace no. him with Kyle Kuzma? No, 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 no. no. We're, we're running next season twice, right? right? We're going to run it one time with John Morant. Oh, okay. And one time with Tyus Jones. Which year is going to have the better season? Man, you know what? <laughs> I'm not trying to be disrespectful here, and I'm not trying to, you know, like, like, pfft, I'm not here to bash John Morant. But my honest opinion, considering that they they actually have better, they have winning records without John Morant. So I'm going to say that they probably would have the better record with John Morant the season with John Morant, but they probably go further in the postseason the year without John Morant. Just because as good as he is, he's entertaining. He puts butts in the seats. He sells tickets. I get it. He's main event. But as far as wins, they can do that without him. They've proven it many of times. Now, if Steven Adams and Brandon Clark are still there, this team still could be playing and still probably would have beat the Lakers. They didn't do that because they were missing key people. And John Morant, sometimes he just throws the offense off. He just throws it off from trying to do too much and be the entertaining, you know, um, star that he is. And he is that. I, I Look, I don't know how to – I don't know what to say. All I'm saying is that as much as I like him, you you all know I'm a big fan of him, huge fan so of you, him. So you telling me that, John, that, that with John Morant, they have a better record and they lose to a worse team because they have a better record. Then they would be a higher seed in the playoffs. They so just had. Play they just. That's probably worse than them. Nick, they just had a better record. They were a two seed and they lost to a number seven seed <laughs> with John Morant. So yeah, yes, they lost to the Lakers. Yeah, they lost to a seven seed team. That's all I. I'm, that's all I'm looking at right now, and and that was but with John Morant. And so instead, you so would think we, that they would end up as a as a five seed with with Tyus Jones, and they would go beat who was the fourth seed this year? The Suns. The Phoenix Suns, yeah, yep. You think they, you think they were gonna beat the Phoenix Suns with Tyus Jones as a starter? With Adams and Clark in the lineup, yes. Look, I mean, look. First of all, I want to say this: you, I'm, I wasn't that high on the Phoenix Suns like, to begin with. Adams and Clark in the lineup. You just, you just told us, you just told us before this, before the series happened, that you think those Grizzlies would have won if they, if they had Brandon Clark and Stephen Adams this year. Yes, I do, I do, I do mean that. But you're also asking so, me. So, so, you, so what you're saying is that 
this, this hypothetical team without Ja would beat that team, would beat, would beat the, the, the team they would play in the playoffs next year, but Ja wouldn't? Ja Morant, how, how many playoff series has he won with the Memphis Grizzlies? I, I don't know. Okay. Okay. The fact that you don't know, that's a problem. And I, I want to say he did not beat anyone this postseason. Last season, he they got by the Memphis, the Minnesota Timberwolves in the in round one. He did get hurt in round two, and he was they couldn't do anything with him. The Golden State Warriors couldn't. But and they lost, lost to the eventual champion, Golden State Warriors. So if, they, if the Lakers win the title this year, as you predicted, then what? I mean, they I, lost in I, the first round, but they lost to the, to the champ. I mean, I would say again, the the injury to Stephen Adams and Clark was very significant, but I still don't think they would go all the way to the championship with them. I don't think Memphis is ready yet. I still think they're a bit immature. But if you're telling me, I don't think they're ready yet to win a title either. To be clear, I I agree with that. I don't think they're ready to win a title. But the idea that they're going to go, they're going to go further. With Tyus Jones as the starter, and and Tyus Jones is a good player. Don't they, get me wrong, he's a very I, good player. All I'm saying I'm not, is they not, run. This is not a hate on Tyus Jones session by any means. I, I do like what he does for the offense right. in a reserve role. Right. But as the starter over John Morant, nah, man. I mean, you talking about hey, with all this being said, this dude with 26, 86 this year. Hey, and that's and that's fine. But what I see, that offense still runs just as good, if not a better flow, without him. And if I can trade him now. And get a boatload of picks, players, or whatever I can get. I'm gonna get a haul, a big, huge haul for him, and I still got a pretty good team here already. I'm gonna the be trade better. That would have to happen for me to do that is a trade that nobody would ever offer. Like, I, you're, you're you're asking like John Morant is the level of player that you don't give up on until you absolutely have to. Now, see, that's the thing I gotta and, say. And, and, that's the thing. As much as I like John, gonna make me absolutely have to. Isn't coming. How we see as much as I like Ja, I gotta I gotta argue with you about that, Nick. How how sure are you about that? I mean, like, what has he done? To, what has he done to to prove to me, you, or anybody else listening that you don't make that type of trade? What what has he done? He has shown you that he that he is one of the biggest box office draws and one of the better players. That doesn't win championships, Nick. And, that doesn't win and, championships. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You answer. I'm, I'm gonna answer the question for you. Okay. In the league today, bar none. You are a small market uh, team in Memphis, which means you're never going to sign a player of this caliber. You have to draft him. May, maybe you can trade for him, but usually if you're going to trade for somebody of that caliber, you already have to have somebody at or near that caliber, caliber a la John Morant. That's the only reason, for example, that they could have even entertained a Kevin Durant trade when that came up before he ended up going to the Sun. So that 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 is the main reason why you you as the Memphis Grizzlies. So in other words, if if we were if he played for the Lakers, and we're having this conversation, it might be totally different. Even though I I would probably still make the argument that Lakers would keep him, but for different reasons. I could I could basically make the inverse of that argument. But as the Memphis Grizzlies, you absolutely don't do it. Again, you're only saying that because he puts butts in the seats. He's box office. I get it. He makes your team better. No, oh no, please do not misunderstand. He he makes the team better. Okay. This team is is definitely better with him on the court than without him. I understand that they have won. They've had great winning percentages without him. If we went further into that, we could look at the teams they played in a lot of those games, and that probably has a decent bit to do with it. Um, and then sometimes because you present a different challenge to a team, 
than what you will with your superstar is something that can catch a team off guard. So, you know, I, that's cool. But, like, at the end of the day, I watch basketball. You watch basketball. Terrence watches basketball. We can watch these, watch these people play and say, okay, I understand it just has a, a smoother flow to it with Tyus Jones, but there is an explosive element that is not to be that is not easily replaceable in the history of basketball that comes to this with John Morant that makes it harder for other teams to contend with. And as the Grizzlies, like I said, you don't you don't sign that player in free agency. So you have if you if you draft one, you hold on to him until the wheels fall off. Well, they're really. It seems like he's not. Jaws not the getting the Grizzlies. Wheels have fallen off. It, yeah, that was I was about to. I don't it, think it, it seems That's like the, John Moran is not giving the Grizzlies much of a choice here. And I don't know what's going to happen. All I know is that NBA execs are – has been rumored that NBA execs are saying it. They're pushing for a one-year a one year suspension. That's a whole season. I mean, anything can happen. He could actually get Calvin Ridley during that suspension year. I, I'm not sure how it works in the NBA, but uh, I got to admit – Adam Silver was very lenient, if you ask me, on, you know, the first incident, the last incident, I should say. And we haven't even really heard much about the incident with the, the teenager where he might have put his hands on that on that teen and he's getting a lawsuit and now he's countersuing them. That family, that's a whole other story. Also, now another gun, a bigger one at that. I mean, he's he's almost giving the Grizzlies no other choice but to figure out a way to move him or get rid of him. I mean, look, as talented as he is, yes, they win with him. Yes, they win without him. But that tells me this team is good enough anyway if we can get a boatload of something for him and move on. I mean, you can't tell me right now that, that if the Phoenix Suns didn't say, hey, we're going to blow this thing up. We don't think it's going to work. How about we send KD over to the Memphis and you can give us Ja. We're going to run the John Devin Booker show over here in Phoenix. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. If you want to send me Kevin freaking Durant, we can have a conversation. Yeah, but yeah, that's that, still that, not that, a fair trade, though, Nick, because happen. Kevin Durant will be 35 years old and Ja Morant is 23. But the reason why you do it is because Ja is a cancer, or that's what it's looking like. He's just too immature. We don't have time to wait on him to grow up. As good as he is, we get KD and a boatload of whatever else we get out of this deal. Hey, we're a better team. We're in pro. We're a much better team. Uh, unfortunately, I'm just being realistic, uh, Phoenix doesn't have anything to trade. Oh well, you they know, pretty much. and I and I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that that was a realistic trade that could happen. Yeah, but yeah, thank you, T. Got you. Uh, but, but look, thirty well, okay, minutes. But I, I we spent half an hour scenario. on John Morant though, so we got to move on. <laughs> I have a trade scenario now, Nick. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna warn you when I say this name. Don't you get loud? I will come through this phone. You calm down, All right. there. All right. <laughs> because there's a there's a reason for this. Okay. Right now, if it's offered, I would trade John Morant straight to Chicago because clearly he wants to be in Chicago. There's absolutely nothing in Chicago that I'm trading him uh, Hold on, hold on. I told you calm down now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not happening. <clears throat> if you can give me Zach Levine, one more, one more player to come off the bench, and at least three first-round draft picks, I will send you job right today. And I would take it. because, And I would take Kobe White. He comes out the bench now, I believe. Oh, he absolutely. Start. absolutely. I, I would take Kobe White, the young, fast point guard. You know what? Put up points. Zach Levine I'm coming go, with me. You, Hell, I'd take you. Go ahead. What I would, what I would trade job for. I will, as a matter, as a matter of fact, I, and the thing about it is, I don't even know what team I would have to call yet. I will know 
in 24 hours when the draft lottery is done. Because whoever gets that number one pick, if you draft Victor Wimbignana, I'll trade you job for him. Nobody's going to trade job for Wimbignana. All right, then. There's going to be a lot of other picks that come with it, right? Well, Josh is going to be wearing a Memphis Grizzlies jersey next season. Well, he's, no, next from what I'm hearing, he's not going to be doing it next season. Maybe the season after next. The season after that, maybe, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I, 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 I'm willing to bet it ends up being something between 20 and 30 games. Probably, i say probably higher end, probably 25 to 28 games, maybe all the way to 30. Um, okay, let I me. I don't think it'll. I don't think it'll get all the way to half. And, and, and the thing about the, the thing about that is that pretty much automatically disqualifies them from making any uh, for getting from getting any regular season awards. So they there can be no um, there can be no uh, all NBA. There can be no MVP. There can be no most improved or yeah already gotten that. It could be there, there can't be any of that. Um, so that that's going to hurt his pockets also. And as I'm not, I'm not here to try to take money from job. But what I'm saying, realistically, if I'm the Grizzlies, I at least explore options. And if I can get some, if I can get a ton of draft picks and somebody that makes sense to keep this team a winning team today. Hey, let me go on and make that move, partner. You can you can stay a winning team today with Tyus Jones, according to Jarvis. So why not do both? I mean, they are a winning team with Tyus Jones. Maybe not the my team problem, that you want them is, to be. Here's, but... here's my problem, Nick. Here's my problem. If let's just say you don't trade them, which they probably won't. I think that's you know that's pretty well thought. I don't I don't think they will. But just say if if they don't, if they have the option to and they don't, and he let's say he does his full year suspension, who's to say that he won't do this again? And now you get nothing for him because all he's going to end up doing is him being kicked out of the league. No, screw he that. Won't get anything for who's him. to say he won't do it while he's suspended? I mean, uh, like, suspended. it's a lot that can go on while he's bored to death and not playing basketball in December, January, February, March. I mean, I don't think that's a good idea either, but it depends on where he's going to be at, who he's going to – I don't know who his mentor is. He ain't staying out of these clubs. No, he's not. It doesn't look like it. So I'm just saying, he ain't like – staying out of these clubs. It's not, like the, it, it's not like it would be something that the Memphis Grizzlies want to do if they even do it, Nick. It's not something that they would want to do. It's kind of like they're going to be forced to do it. He's forcing their hand here. And, I mean, like, damn, even the Steelers got rid of A.B. at some point. At some point, they're going to say. The worst part of this is that after the season ended, uh, and I told y'all about this, their their language in those uh, exit interviews was, oh, we're going to be better. There's going to be less trash talk. We're going to grow up. We're going to be more mature. F. Dylan Brooks, F. Dylan Brooks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they scapegoated Dylan Brooks. They used him as a poster boy for their immaturity when the whole time the poster boy was a star. Now, are you really are you really going to grow up and be more mature? Or are you going to keep letting this guy terrorize your franchise? Because that's, exact, that's exactly what he's doing. And that's why I won't be surprised what they may do with him. We'll see. The league. Zach Levine, gonna, come on to Memphis. The league is going to take care of it first, and then it'll go from there. But I must say, again, Adam Silver definitely, definitely was lenient. Lenient with him the first time around. He's not going to be so lenient this time, I'm sure. I don't give a you damn know why how. They were lenient? You know why they were lenient? Because we're going to look up in a couple of years, two, three years maybe. There's not going to be any LeBron's. Steph yeah. won't be here. Right. Kevin Durant won't be here. Uh, I, I I don't even know if Giannis will play a long time, right? Like, I just – I could see him doing one more contract and being done. Like, at some point, 
the league is going to need for a Luca, for a Ja, uh, to legitimately carry not not just be the face of the league, but like carry the league. And well, if it's Ja, we're in trouble. Well, I'll well, say they're, this: they're, I'll, in, they're in trouble. I'm not in trouble. Well, I'll say this, and I'm done. Uh, if Ja doesn't stop doing what he's doing, he's not going to be here. Um, so he'd be the face. Of, he'd be the face of the two hundred one league. Yeah, no, no, like I meant that literally. Like, if he keeps doing the stuff he's doing, he's not going to be here. It won't matter what yeah. the Grizzlies oh, do or oh, what the here. NBA league does. <laughs> yeah, he won't be here. Uh, here. But th- th- that's it. I mean, I've heard, and 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 if anybody knows anything about gang banging, uh, and I and I know a pretty good bit about it, uh, California, mm. especially LA, take their gang banging very, very seriously. And there are people, LA gang members, who are reaching out. And trying to holler at Jai and let it be known that whatever he's doing and whatever he's doing, this hustle backwards stuff that he's doing and whatever game that he's initiated or affiliated himself in since he's gotten to Memphis, they don't respect it at all. They, they say it needs to stop. They're calling out some of the signs that he's throwing during basketball games. I don't know if anybody noticed that or not, but he is definitely throwing up gang signs. And they see this and they're like, hey, man, you, you, you good? They don't play that. And he has to go to L.A. two, three, four times a season for games. It's not safe. His family isn't safe if he continues this. And I'm not, you know, like, I, again, I love Ja. And I say it with the utmost respect. He's young. And I get it. He's young. We've all been there before. But he has to stop and listen at some point and know. I was 23 young and dumb, but I wasn't 23 rich rich as hell in the face of the NBA either. Um, somebody's got to pull him to the side and let him know what's up, or he won't have to worry about getting traded or anything. He won't be here. Can't play around with that. And I, I, I told you guys some episodes back what he was, what he was, what, what was going on. And I think you all starting to see now. I guarantee you, some of this stuff he has to do it. And that's 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 crazy because he's an NBA he's an NBA player he shouldn't have to do anything but I think he might have gotten himself into some things that he may not be to get himself out of. Uh, anyway, we got to keep it pushing, man. Thirty four minutes on one person, uh, that was too long. But we'll see what happens. We have no idea. We don't know if he can even get traded, ladies and gentlemen. We're just throwing out scenarios on what the Grizzlies could do to protect their sales because they paid this man a lot of money. He missed out on a lot of money because of his mistakes. You know, he didn't make all NBA and all of that. And that has nothing to do with what he, you know, didn't do on the court. It pretty much has to do with what he did off the court. So he's got to just – he's got to grow up and he's got to get smarter, wiser, and, you know, do better. We'll see. But – Terrence was right. Everything that they did with the council. the language that the Grizzlies are familiar with, under no circumstances do you trade John Morant unless he does something like this again while he's about to be suspended. Hey, if man. the Guardians didn't happen, we have a different conversation. Then, then, then he's probably out the league. But you ride this to the wheels. Well, under no circumstances do you trade John, I guess is what I'm well, I think that's a problem, because I know we don't want to stay on this longer, but like if he does it again, he, he won't be in the league. Like this, that's right. right. You can't trade him, but he won't be in the league. Right. I This is when you just, you just ride it till, it, till it, he gets himself kicked out. Yep. With, the, with the Falcons, they did what he did until... Did Gilbert Arenas... It just kind of happened all at once, but you know. What happened with Gilbert Arenas, if anybody remembers, with his situation? How did they handle it? He got it? into it with a teammate or something. How did they handle it? And they had guns. I think, I think Gil got suspended like half the season. Half a season? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, this and, is the... and, and he actually had it on NBA property. Okay. And reportedly, I think they've actually pointed it at 
a teammate. So, you know, there you go. Half a season for a player who had an incident for the first time. You don't think that John Morant will get a full season and this is his second or third strike already? Uh, we'll see. I think he definitely could get the whole damn season through at him. And, man, wouldn't it be wouldn't it be uh, ironic if he ends up never playing basketball again? Remember, they kicked O.J. Mayo out of the league for something a lot less than what Ja is doing. And he played in Memphis, too. Uh, I don't know what was going on with him or what it was. I don't remember. But he never played again. He was banned. If Ja keeps this up, he could be banned. Just like the the friend, uh, whatever, with the laser. Yeah, OJ. OJ was uh, he couldn't stop smoking weed at, at a time when weed was illegal. That's all it was. Okay, well, okay. That's weed. all it was. Okay. Now, but listen, that's all it was. That's that's my point. Then, man, this guy yeah. second time with a gun, and you don't think they'll he'll be suspended for an entire year? He better be lucky. He'll be very lucky if he's not actually done. I'm gonna say this. And, and I can't take credit for it. I, I saw it posted by somebody earlier today. If you go to FedEx Forum, there's there's one jersey hanging in the rafter. In the rafter. You know that jersey belongs to? <laughs> Zach uh, Randolph. Marcus All. <laughs> Terrence got it right. Zach Randolph. Zebo. Gotcha. Now, in an age before social media, we all are familiar with how Zebo got down. And yes. Zebo probably still get down to something. Zebo got traded multiple times. Zebo didn't get in trouble though with the NBA, did he? He didn't. He didn't get caught doing anything, did he? I can't remember if, if, if he actually if he actually got him, but he his his reputation preceded him. I'll say that. I, I'm familiar with that much. Oh, no doubt. I yeah. know. I know what you mean. I'm just saying he didn't do anything yeah, to make the news. That made the media, and he was able to get to a point, and 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 he and, and, and respectfully, he was not the basketball talent that Jack, that John Moran is. No, no, oh no, of course not. But Steve, um, again, he didn't do the things that Jai has done. He didn't get caught doing anything on camera publicly at all. Lucky him. <laughs> Lucky him. <laughs> I know. Well, I would say maybe smarter. He's probably he's probably a bit wiser. He was older, so maybe he's a little wiser. Yeah. You know? But those guys followed him from Portland to Memphis. All right. So we, now you and Kizibo with nothing now. Right. All right. So guys But my, but my point on that is, Nick, Zebo got traded multiple times. Yeah. Uh-huh. There you go, Nick. We'll see. I understand how it looks. I understand how it looks, man. But, hey, sometimes, no matter how good you are, sometimes it just doesn't matter. We'll see, though. Uh, yeah. The one thing the NBA has to stop doing is stop letting these um, stop letting these young men, I won't say kids, but stop letting these young men go straight to the NBA after one college basketball season. It seems that they may need to start playing a little bit longer because this is what happens when you have certain players step into the league too young and immature. Versus football in the NFL, well, you got to play at least three years. They're already 21, 22, some 23 by the time they get to the league. John's already been in the league for about four years, and he's he's just now 23. Too young. They're I, still I, kids. I think, I think he played two years at Murray State, though. They're still – he's 23, and he's been in the league for yeah, – He's been in the league for, he, long enough to get a contract, a max contract. So, you see what I'm saying? 
I mean, yeah. like they come in the league too young, too immature, and I think if they could get a few more years in college, then they're 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 more prepared on how to be grown men when they get to the NBA, like the NFL. They should take some notes. Stop all this one and done stuff. Um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. And I know again, somebody like Bronny will come to the league and won't do anything wrong. Different strokes for different folks. I don't know exactly how he was raised, John Morant, but it seems like he was a good kid. He went to a private school. I'm going to leave this conversation alone, but I think he really is just hustling backwards. And that's just the honest truth. And he needs to stop. I I, I have a theory. And oh, we all, we all agree that he's messing up. I, I want to say this, and we can, I, I want to say this, and we can get out of here. I would not be shocked if he's trying to force a trade. I mean, good luck. It, it it'll work. It. It'll definitely work. But I think he's. I think that forcing a trade. He's tr- he's trying so hard to get traded. He's going to get put out the league. I think because he's going to watch that. You have to look at it this way. Memphis was the only team that could pay him the supermax. He ain't getting a supermax now. Yeah. Yeah, I, but no, I, I'd be shocked. I think he's just young and immature. I don't think he's really doing if, this on if, purpose. I really if, don't. If I, right. If, if, I, if I was put under true serum and that happened, I was like, bro, I can't, I can't believe that happened. That was, that was the case. I actually think he likes Memphis. That's a, pro, that's a bad thing, but I think he actually <laughs> – I, really, right. I think he really has adapted to this city, and this city has responded to him as well. And, they love him, and he loves and him back. And honestly, Terrence, the idea that you were trading in Chicago was just downright cool if you're being, if you're being real about it. Yeah, if he <laughs> yeah, if he doesn't get killed here in Memphis, he'll definitely get killed in Chicago. That, that was that was just that was just terrible. Yeah, it would it would. But I like the trade, but I but I did like the trade scenarios if it was possible for real. I would even take DeRozan, you know, if if I can get a whole lot of other stuff with the player for Josh. Chicago wouldn't do that though, because because that is the one that that would be the one or two they want to keep for one, because DeRozan's older. Nah, okay. Well, yeah, but you're getting Josh. What do you mean you're getting Josh? In return, yeah, but now you got John with, with get, another year older, Demar Derozan. Demar Derozan is like thirty six. Oh, he'd be all right. Really? Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay, man. Time He's been flies. In the league a very long time. And speaking of time, forty five minutes in the show. I know, right? <laughs> We've got to stop it. Yes. Okay. So speaking of dynasty, we open up the show with the old Jay Z instrumental from the Dynasty album, uh, "Rock La Familia." And the reason why I was thinking about Dynasty today is because a lot of people are talking about the Golden State Warriors and their dynasty. Has it or has it not come to an end? Um, let's start with Nick first and then to Terrence as quickly as possible because we're already behind the eight ball here now. Uh, thanks a lot, Ja. But, uh, or Ja Wick. <laughs> but, uh, got Nick, first you tell us, is the Golden State Warriors dynasty over? Go. Is it over? I guess completely as we know it, I would lean towards saying yes. I, I don't I, – I'm still of the camp, even though I, I saw that Draymond uh, supposedly did his podcast and, and posted recently and said that, you know, um, he'll let he'll let us know on the podcast whether or not he's going to pick up his option with the Warriors and all of that. Um, I think it's most likely that Draymond is not with the Warriors next year. Um, and so as we know it, it would be over. Um, I think the Warriors would probably be aggressive in trying to find someone to replace him uh, and somebody that would be pretty valuable to the team, uh, you know, so someone on that star to possibly superstar level. Um, 
I think they will probably hold on, probably hold on to Clay. I'm not sure what the contract situation is there. Obviously, Steph's not going anywhere. Um, so it, it would just take on a different face. I think they would still contend. Um, so the Warriors as a franchise, the dynasty would continue, um, particularly seeing that it's really spearheaded by Steph. Um, but I think Draymond is, is probably most likely not not there next year. Well, um, <laughs> it's a tough one because there are so many variables at play. Uh, the only thing that we do know is that, in all likelihood, Stephen Curry will be there. And in all, all likelihood, Steve Kerr will be there. Everything else is a big old question. Because now yeah. you, I, I, and I think the biggest question is Jordan Poole. Now, me personally, I think that Jordan Poole's problem is that he doesn't start and he just does not know how to find his flow coming off the bench. He wants to come off the bench and go full speed ahead. And it's almost like a pitch hitter in baseball who has not seen the pitcher's curveball. You can't just go up there flailing at everything. Um, Jordan Poole does not, he has not learned how to find his way within the game. And he comes in off the bench and he just tries to, just tries to fly throughout, through everybody and, he doesn't really think, right? He's not playing point guard. He's he's playing, you know, okay, prime example. We've all played 2K. You know how when you come in with 2K and you try to go too fast and now they make you lose the ball like it goes right to the defender? He's coming in, he's going way too fast. He's not playing basketball. Uh, That's Jordan Poole's problem. Now, if they can find a way to start him, uh, then I say, hey, you hold on to that guy. If you can't start him, you got to try to figure out how to move this $140 million contract you just signed to somebody who looked absolutely god doggone awful in the playoffs. And I don't know how you do that. You got to pretty much take take loose of nothing to get get his contract out of there and, you know, see what happens after that. But to me, that's the biggest question. The second biggest question is, um, man, hey, this, Steph Curry would have to work so hard to get good quality shots at 35, 36 years old if Draymond Green is not there. So I think that they're going to have to find a way, have a good sit down with Draymond, uh, you know, let him cuss you out and yell and pound his chest like he always does. But at the end of the day, you got to find some money for that guy. Because one, he deserves it. Uh, and, and two, what he does doesn't show up on the stat sheet. So I don't want to hear these people that don't watch basketball will talk about triple single and look at Draymond's points. And if you watch that game, Draymond, that offense goes as Draymond goes. He gives everybody yeah. the best looking, easiest shots. Oh, that's on, and that's just on offense. We're not even talking about uh, what he does on defense when and, and keeping everybody in the right place. Now everybody's a step slower. They need some athleticism. They need to get faster, quicker, and there I say even bigger up front. Uh, but they oh, gotta keep Draymond. Good. But they gotta keep Draymond. You know, they got to figure – and here's the thing. Draymond does not have that value with anybody else. He doesn't have that value yeah. with anybody else, and nobody else can bring that value to them. They are literally married, and they got to, they have to figure out how to make their marriage work. You know, uh, you might have had to change my mind, right, live on this show. Uh-oh. Do, well, do tell, Nicholas. Because <laughs> I just finished mine by saying that I think Draymond is most likely not there. And the more you talk – I don't, I don't think more, he can leave. I don't think he can leave. More, I'm going, damn it, he's going to look up and nobody's going to want to pay him anywhere near what he wants. He ain't getting that, Max. He ain't getting that. Listen, 
I mean, no I, I, think, I think his player option this year is like $25 million or something. I don't see him getting more than that from anybody else. No, no, he ain't getting more than that. He should opt. He should. That's what he should do. He should opt in, take his player option, and then they'll figure out money next year. They're, they're, um, or or he'll take the player option and then they'll renegotiate it now. Or they'll renegotiate before he takes the option and say, hey, you want, you know, do, instead, instead of 25 yeah. for this year, we'll give you but here's, year for the next here, year. Now, here is the biggest problem. Bob Myers might be out the door. There's been a lot of talks that Bob Myers might just walk away. He'll be the most coveted free agent GM in the, in the history of free agent GMs. Uh, he would walk away to go do something else, not walk away to just go home. His yeah, contract is up. That's not that's that hasn't been that hasn't been said. It's just been said he's going to walk away uh, for the rest of the month of May and uh, decide what he's going to do come June. Yeah, w- yeah. when his contract yeah, he, expires, he can, he can just leave the team. And I mean, I'm sure teams will be lining up to uh, to sign Bob Myers. And if he leaves well, right, the team, I'm saying, I'm saying if he's leaving the team, is he leaving the team looking to go be somebody else's deal? I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that part. But I mean, yeah. listen. Money talks. It hasn't been said. Uh, it hasn't been I said. Mean, I think, but I think if it was a money conversation, I think the Warriors would be perfectly happy with saying it. Yeah, and maybe he, he could just wait on a new challenge. Now, in all likelihood, he'll probably just stay. But I'm just saying, that's a question oh, okay. that, that they have to And they'd be happy to pay him for a number of reasons that do and don't have to do with his success as a basketball GM. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think they have to get that part taken care of first. They have a lot to figure out. To give a simple answer to your question, I don't think the dynasty is over because there's so much parity uh, in the league right now that they are just one or two adjustments. And and I just I wasn't able to talk about the series as much because I, I think there was a big gap there and the and the games were so so rapid this year that by the time it came back around, um, you know, I think I'm, I, of course I missed last week. By the time it came back around, the series was pretty much over. But let me just say this, and I and I'm, I'm glad we got to bring it up. This is a that's a series that Golden State should have won. I, I I don't think I have seen a time where, and this is before my time anyway, at least the last time it happened, I think, where there was such a big differential in free throws. Now I know there's gonna be people out there that's gonna say, Oh well, Golden State doesn't attack the rim. But they did. And even the series before that. Memphis also attacked the rim, and even throughout the regular season, where they was, where the Lakers were still getting these crazy free throw differentials, teams were attacking the rim. I'm not here to call conspiracy, but I'm here to say that's garbage because you're calling flops on one end with Austin Reeves and Schroeder, but you can't get legitimate fouls on the other end. And I believe that now the last game, the Lakers completely outclassed those guys. Golden State couldn't make shots. Lakers were making everything. Free throw differential didn't matter in that one. But uh, that first game where they only lost by, like, I think, like, four or five points. Uh, game three, I think they only lost by, I forgot exactly how much it was. They may have gotten beaten down in game three. But the free throw differential, when the free throws were close to even, Golden State either won or the game was close. And I just don't understand how that is okay. But I'm saying it to say this is a series that Golden State could have won. Now, they just make a couple of adjustments next year, and who knows? Uh, the dynasty is not over yet, but the door is closing on it. Okay. 
All right. Good stuff, guys. I'll just wrap it up by saying that uh, I can't give a complete answer on if the Golden State Warriors dynasty is over or not. And the reason for that is because I don't know exactly who's going to return and who's going to walk away. And again, that is that's uh, it, it all depends on if Bob Myers, you know, returns. Uh, and, and if they keep their core together. And that core, for me, is Steph, Clay, Andre. One of them can't leave, and they patch this here, and they patched it there. I think that entire core has to stay together, just those three. I don't care about anything outside of them, but Steph, Clay, Andre have to stay together. If they stay together and Bob Myers returns, hell no. This dynasty isn't over. They will figure it out. Steph Kerr, Steve Kerr is a very good coach. Steph, still Steph. <coughs> Yes, he'll be a year older, but he's still stiff. We see that. Put on a little more muscle. He can, you know, hey, he's not going to stop everybody. He's never been known to be a good defender, but he's a little better, and he's still stiff. On the other side, Clay, inconsistent, but we did see him get back to the old Clay, even though he was not good in this past series against the Lakers. So if they keep the core together, they'll figure out how to reload instead of rebuild. Now, however, if Bob Myers walks away, and I have a – very, I have a problem with that because why is he trying to walk away? Why is he even considering walking away? Does he think that this team is already doomed? Does he think that the dynasty is over? Does he already know that Dre and Clay are walking away or whatever? I don't know, but why would he even consider leaving? Is there a better option somewhere else? Is he ready to go on a golf course and chill all season or be with his family? I don't know if he's walking away from the game or is he going to go elsewhere, but the fact that he could be leaving this sounds like the 98 Bulls. Is Phil Jackson going to return? Is Jordan and Pippen going to yeah. return? Where's Robin going to be? a whole lot of questions. This might have been the last dance, or maybe next year will definitely be the last dance. What I know is, it, for me, it depends on if the core returns, and that's Steph, Clay, and Dre. If they split up, if anybody out of that core leaves or Bob Myers, then hell yes, the dynasty is over because Steve Kerr and Steph Curry cannot do it alone. That would be a rebuild. And Steph is, let's be real, his time is going to wind down then because he won't be in his prime anymore by the time that team is ready to be contenders again. So that's my take on the Golden State Warriors and uh, what they will be if the dynasty is over or not. That's the best way I could put it. But Draymond can opt out. He can do that right now and be a free agent. Clay, he's got another year. Clay Thompson may still get that bag somewhere else. I know Nick was saying something about how his option is for 25 plus million or whatever. Nobody's going to – I don't know about that. you got teams like the Houston Rockets, the OKC Thunder, the, the Washington Wizards. Uh, I mean, is it still Wizards? Bullets? Uh, no, I'm talking about Clay. That, that would actually throw no, the no, bag no, 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 at Clay Thompson. Saying, no, Draymond's player option is like 25 million. Oh, okay, I think, okay. I think Clay is still on the contract. Okay, Clay's got one year left. It's, no, it's, it's, yeah, he's got one year left. It's time for his extension also. He's got one year left, and it's time for his extension. Draymond can be a free agent right now. I don't think Draymond is going anywhere. He's very passionate he, about this team. He loves this team. He loves that. I, I don't think he wants to go anywhere. I think he wants to prove to all of us that they still can win again. He loves proving us wrong, and I understand. But if everybody doesn't return, he's not going to be to prove us wrong. I don't think he goes anywhere, but I don't know about Clay next year. And what can they do during during this offseason to make that team better than what it was? As I've said before in past episodes, or the last episode, the New York Knicks, they're missing offensive weapons. They would love to get some of those players from the Warriors, and the Warriors are missing bodies, size. That's why they lost to the Lakers. 
Well, the Knicks have got a lot of size over there. You give me somebody like Julius Randle and bring him to Golden State, and Golden State, if the Knicks, you know, want Poole, I'm sure Poole in the backcourt with Jalen Brunson. Terrence wouldn't mind seeing that when Poole gets on his game and he's the starter. Terrence, you said he just needs to start. He can start at the Garden for your Knicks. I just think that yeah. if if they could reload, that's not a bad trade. Yeah, if they could reload, that's not a bad trade. And swap some of those players. The money would work. Yeah, if they could just reload and swap some of those players, the Knicks give up some of their big guys for some offensive guys, the vice versa for the Warriors. Hey, they're right back at it again. They very well could be. And um, but man, they they barely got by the Kings. And I didn't think that they would get by the Lakers. So, yes, this is what happens when you give up on James Wiseman this fast and say, hey, we're moving mm-hmm. off of him. I don't Which know about that. The, tra- the, tra- the trade I would um, throw out there. And, guys, again, this is such a big if. Nick, calm your ass down when I mention this. <laughs> oh, here we go again. Because <laughs> it involves that same team that <laughs> got you out of sorts the last time. But. Uh, Minnesota has two centers. And hey, y'all want Jordan Poole? Give me one. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we can do that thing straight up. They need size, man. They could use it. No, no matter where they're going to no matter where they get it, it from. I would, I would prefer for the Warriors, I would prefer Gobert. Yeah. But if you want if you want to trade Cat, let's talk. I I'll would see you Jordan Poole. I would think I would think Gobert would make more sense. He would be more of their um, what was his name? Well, here's um, the thing, and that, that's also JaVale contingent McGee. upon if his cat. It's a contingent upon cat getting his big ass on the goal. Yeah, well, that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's not going to happen. He, Every, he, everything from and I just want to say from from here forward, everything that I talk about with cat is always contingent upon him playing center and not trying to be Clay. We don't need two Clay Thompson. We don't need seven foot Clay Thompson and six five Clay Thompson. We just need six five Clay Thompson and seven two Cat, and that's probably why they wouldn't do it unless Steve Kerr really wants them to keep stretching him, and he'll get a lot of open looks, a lot of good looks. But I don't well, think get, that's the way they want to go. Could you imagine? Because listen, Cat can really shoot the ball. He can. If I'm being honest, the 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 path of the ball that they like on cast shot is probably better than most people in the league: guard, center, forward, whatever. Yeah. Just the path the ball takes. Yeah. It's beautiful. I don't need that 10 times a game. Right. I know, right? Hey, man. Pat can also bang. Like, he's really good. I remember it was a couple years ago. It was the year that Anthony Davis got hurt pretty much the full season. I know. This is almost every season. Um, Okay, which one of them? (laughs) But Kent was killing him in the post. And y'all remember he did, like, the the two little sign going up the court. And Anthony Davis, that's that's the game Anthony Davis got hurt. Like, he was no good after that. Mm-hmm. Cat did that to him. Mm-hmm. Cat's like, uh, Joe Frazier, look what he did to that boy. AD, AD tried to play the next game, and he only played, like, five minutes. Absolutely, yes. It was over with after that. Took his mm-hmm. spirit. Hmm. Like, Cat can do that. But it just takes a coach to make him do it, I believe. I think, as a matter of fact, I'm calling that. We're going to trade Jordan Poole for Cat, and it's going to work. Let's yeah, go if, you are, if, you, if, you, if you can get to the, the Timberwolves and make that, to make that trade... Which I mean, I guess they've clearly shown that they're very, very able to be fleet. Uh, if you just make that trade, by all means, go State do it. I mean, because the fact that they that they had to trade all that for Rudy Gobert, that was a drug deal. Um, and yeah, you want to talk about somebody laughing all the way? I don't know how uh, uh, Danny A's got sleep that night. I, I, 
There's no way he slept with an, with an innocent conscience. How much did the Jazz pay him to come over there? A big pile of cash from that. He slept. He slept real well. Yeah, yeah. Big Very. pile of cash from that. Very much. That's how he slept. Okay, guys. So we got to keep it moving here. We talked about Jai half hour. We talked about um, the dynasty with the Warriors. Is it over or not? Another half hour. So already sixty minutes in here. We've got to we got to wrap it up. But uh, I think both of you guys now kind of agree that the dynasty isn't over. Is it safe to say that? Yes. Yes. I'm, yeah. I'm, on, I'm on that fence. Okay. For now. And I'm and I'm and I pretty much just gave two different answers because I don't know who's staying and who's leaving. But if they all stay together, no, it's not necessarily over. If 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 anybody leaves out of out of that core, Steph, Clay, or Dre, or Bob Myers, it's over. Steph can't do it by himself. Uh, all right. So now, Eastern Conference Finals, Western Conference Finals, Lakers Nuggets. They're gonna they're gonna uh, get it on on Tuesday night. Uh, 8.30, 7.30 Central. And the Eastern Conference Finals, Miami Heat at the Boston Celtics. Game 7 on Sunday, the Sixers laid an egg against the Boston Celtics. They had the chance to get the series in Game 6. And then Jason Tatum hit about three trays. And that was good for me on a parlay. He and it looked like he was dead, and then all of a sudden, bam, 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 and that's how the Celtics won. And I knew then that was it. When they tied it up at seven, I knew then I was in the clear to get this prediction right. Celtics got a game seven. They forced it. They won it. Um, the the Sixers, hey, they started off good, got a win in Boston without Embiid. Big game five win for James Harden. It just looked like the Sixers were actually going to take this thing. They didn't. A lot of talk about Doc Rivers. A lot of talk about Embiid, Harden. Who's to blame here? Why the Sixers didn't win? And um, quickly, we'll go. We'll jump right into the Eastern Conference Finals. After that, let's start with Terrence. If you could tell us your your thoughts I, I, on I'm Jason gonna be, Tatum, I'm gonna be real fast. Okay, great. Philadelphia great. doesn't really deserve a lot of my time. Okay. <laughs> Who's to blame? All of them. Mm. <laughs> All of them. Everybody you just named. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm blaming MB for his poor play in game seven, mm-hmm. along with James Harden. I'm also blaming all three of them for how uh, game six ended because they were up before Tatum started to go berserk. And they just forgot how to put the ball in the goal. They, yeah. they were not running any two-man game. It was just Harden dribbling around, Maxi dribbling around. And um, I don't think I don't think Embiid touched the ball very much, but at the, at he did all, all the last five minutes of the game. Through all of that, when I think Boston went up like four, and Philadelphia came out and they missed a shot, Embiid and Harden simultaneously just dropped their shoulders, dropped their heads. That that, that is just a low intangible. That is quitter. That is front runner when everything is going right. It's all good. And this has been in beat his whole career, by the way. Hey, when he's winning, he's making all these jokes. He's Troll and B, what he used to call himself. And now he's just another sorry excuse for an MVP. Because when the lights are the brightest, MB was not ready for that moment. And it's just that simple. It's not going to always be easy. It's not going to always be easy. Now, again, he should have gotten the ball at the end of game six. 
But there ain't no excuse for game seven. So, like, so I, uh, I, I blame all three of them, and that's all I got to say. All right. I honestly was wondering if we were going to make it on this podcast to record this before we got a breaking news alert that Doc Rivers had gotten fired. And I was waiting on the text message from Jarvis because I knew he would be the first one to see it. You know he would. He would. <laughs> oh, right, because of course he would. They'll let Jarvis be the one to tell Doc. <laughs> right, I, was, I was just waiting. I was just looking at my phone all day like, Jarvis going to send this text probably by noon. Doc Rivers had been the leader of his, of his coaching duties with the Philadelphia 76ers. Blah, 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 blah. Like, I, was, I was waiting on it, so I'm very surprised that at this point we still have not gotten that, um, to be honest. Um, I, I, do, I, I place a heavy bit of the blame on Doc. I, I think Jarvis, I think this, this is going to be a record. This is twice in a show that I've been convinced by one of you to change my position. I, I, it's, it's getting real hard to defend Doc out here. I'm going to be honest, man. I've seen some stuff the last couple of days, the last day, day or so. Uh, since they lost, and it's it's and you know, and then your and your teammates need to be looking to give you the ball, and they, they, it should be natural for them because of how often you've done it prior, because of your attitude and the way you carry yourself as a leader of the team. That hey, when he, when it gets to these crunch times, y'all need to be looking for me, and I'm looking for the ball. Um, and so I, I didn't see that from him. I was kind of disappointed, to be perfectly honest, because I think a lot of Joel would be uh, as a player. And uh, James Harden, I didn't have high expectations there. I'm sorry, I've seen this movie enough times. Like, I, I, I'm almost not even mad at him because I expected it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even blame him because it's like, I've seen it so many times. I knew this what he was going to do. So, you know, based on that, I, whatever. Uh, I will say I was yeah. thoroughly surprised with how he played, you know, in spurts. The first game where he had 40-something, he had to carry them without Embiid. Embiid oh, yeah. pulled him a game, by the way. And the two in the, in the game when the shot he made to uh, win the other game. I was, I was very surprised because that was not, that was anti-James Harden. But the real James Harden, you know, they, they finally took that mask off and the real James Harden was there. Right. And so I, I was I'm like, okay, he got two of them. Now. If, he, if he get one both, this would have won the game. Game six in Philly. I'm like, man, if he get this one, all right, James, like, I'm, I'm ready to look at you a little differently. If, if he was able to put him through that one, um, or, he, or if it had been game six or game seven. Once he got to game seven, though, I knew it was over. I, I'm not going to say I ain't necessarily expecting Tatum to go for 51. But once it, once it, it got to game seven, I said Boston's winning this. I should have bet the house on it because I, I was like, Boston's going to win this game. It's, it, I can't that. Yeah, there was no way they were going to win Yeah, James Harden's not showing up for this one, I can assure you. And he, and he certainly did. And I, I was I was disappointed that Joel Embiid didn't show up. I thought he would have had a better game. Um, you know, something in the, in the 30 point, you know, 12 rebound range. And it's just, hey, you know, he didn't have enough with him or the Celtics just played that well or whatever. But I knew, I knew whatever he was going to need, it wasn't coming from James Harden. It's just what it is at this point. Uh, um, so, yeah, that's moving on. Uh, we got all four teams from the bubble uh, back at it in the conference finals again. <laughs> there we well, go. Well, well. There we go. What a coinky dink. Um, we'll skip over talking <clears throat> about uh, parents and sneaks that uh, are no longer with us. Hey, you know what? They overachieved. I, I thought they would have been a first-round team. Fair. That's they fair. overachieved. However, the Knicks are the only team I know to overachieve 
and underachieve in the same season because it should have beat Miami. You think so? If you look at talent, talent top to bottom, they are much more talented than, than Miami. They won. Miami won because Miami has a Hall of Fame coach, which I hate people saying that LeBron never had a Hall of Fame coach. Sproulter is one of the best coaches in basketball, has been for a long time. That was the difference in the series. And this is no, this is no shot at Thibodeau, uh, but one team was more, was better coach, and, that, and that's who won the series. Yeah, I, I saw offense. I saw offensive possessions where the Knicks on on that behind the three point line there was Julius Randle, which irritates my soul. Jalen Brunson, <laughs> R.J. Barrett. I like R.J. Barrett, by the way. Uh, but they were all just standing at the three point line while Jalen Brunson did his thing. It's like there's no action, there's no movement, nobody's yeah. setting a screen, nobody's trying to get open. It's just all these three left handed great individual scores watching other individual scores. And you're not going to be the well-coached Miami team like that. So they overachieved and they underachieved all at the same time. Yeah. So Miami Heat advance. They play the Boston Celtics. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what night they start. Probably Wednesday. If uh, Wednesday, I think. Yeah. So, uh, but back to yeah, the six. Lakers and Lakers start tomorrow. Before we move on, I just want to say, you know, James Harden, I said before, hey, he's Peyton Manning in the NBA. But he's not quite Peyton Manning because he doesn't have a championship. At least Peyton Manning had a few. Uh, James Harden, like somebody I don't trust in the postseason, even though he was actually having a good postseason or a good series. Game five, big shot. Game one, he won it without Embiid. But just no consistency. It didn't stay there like it needed to. I'm not surprised when I told you guys I don't trust these teams. These are the reasons. Embiid talking about him and James Harden can't do it by themselves, and I'm looking like, damn, what more do you want from Maxi? I mean, he's progressing, <laughs> but what more do you want from him? Tobias Harris hey, had PJ, one of the, I think P.J. gave him 11. Like P.J. Tucker knocking down his corner threes. Hey, man, um, uh, what's his name? Tobias Harris, someone I've never been a huge fan of at all. He had one of the better postseasons I've seen. They actually got, I thought, a pretty good uh, – I thought they got a, a little help, nice, a nice amount of help. From their supporting cast. So for him to say that, I thought he was they throwing them under the bus. And I didn't like that. Uh, he should have been better. He did not look like an MVP. I, I, I'll push back on that just a little bit because I saw, and I didn't go back and find the clip, but I saw somebody whose opinion I trust. Um, they said that before that clip, the beginning of that clip was him saying, you know, taking, taking accountability for himself and, you know, and for James and, you know, kind of them being the leaders of the team, whatever, whatever. And he said all of that, but they clipped just the part where he said the okay. rest of it. I can believe and that. So it sounds like, yeah. I can believe so I, that. I, so because, because I saw that and because the person I saw say it, I know usually it isn't, you know, the type to be just trolling or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, it seemed like, so I, I was, okay, if he's saying it, that that's what it's, I didn't go back and find the clip, but yeah. supposedly that's, that's the case that, you know, there was some of that that was left out. I can believe it. I can believe it. That's that's what they do. The media at its finest, then making it just giving us the sound bite. I have no doubt. Yeah, giving us the sound bite <laughs> that they want us to that they want us to hear. I, I can understand then. So I'll fall back on that. However, Embiid still was not an MVP in this series, and he, he missed. Was not, not he, yeah, he missed game one, and he came back, and I, it's almost like he he was doomed the minute they gave him his MVP award in Boston. I don't even think that should have happened. I don't know if that's ever happened. It was weird, and they shouldn't do that ever again. But the Celtics, it was almost like, all right, we got you. And they got him, even though they had him. Game six, 
should have been the end of the series. That's on Philadelphia. The Sixers should have took care of them when they had the chance, and they didn't. You snooze, you lose. So moving on, again, I told you, Harden, I don't trust. MB, yeah, good season, but hey, did you really think an MVP was going to win a championship? When is the last time has that happened in the NBA? And Doc Rivers, well, I don't even have to speak on that. You all have done enough this episode for me. So, hey, here I am again, right again, once again, what a surprise. Celtics in the conference finals against the Heat. We'll go right into that real quick because we got to get out of here before we jump into the main series that I'm ready to get into. Who wins Celtics and Heat? Let's start with Nick. Briefly, briefly, guys. Who wins this series and why? Nick, then T. Well, I'm, I'm going to just talk this in here at this point since, we, since we're starting with the conference finals. I mentioned to you guys before that I had a moment over the last couple of days where I realized Who's going to win the title this year? I'm ready to tell y'all right here on the show right now. The Boston Celtics are going to win the championship. And the game that showed me that was game six against Philly. And the reason it showed me that is because Jason Tatum couldn't have thrown, thrown the basketball in an ocean standing on a boat. He was like one for 15 through three quarters. And, but Three and he did a half. everything else. At that time, he also had like eight rebounds and like seven assists and two blocks and two steals. And like one, I think he might have had one or two turnovers. He was doing everything else right on the court. And then fourth quarter, he found his shot. And, and there it was. And I feel like Boston has, for a number of years at this point, I think going back probably five years at this point, been that young team that's almost there. That young team is almost there. They, they're close. They're getting there. They're getting they're maturing. And I think a game like that, for me, shows the maturity of a team that's ready to go win a championship. Um, so that ties directly into, like, you want to start with the Eastern Conference, I'm going to take the Boston Celtics, and I'm going to take them in six games. Uh, if I didn't feel – and I mean, this is even weirder. If I didn't feel so strongly – that Boston was probably was about to win the championship, I would probably say Boston is seven. But because I feel like they said they're going to win it, I'm going to say Boston is six. I think they're going. I think they're going to get through it pretty quickly, or relatively quickly, um, and be ready to roll uh, to face who I will predict their Western Conference opponent to be shortly. Damn, it's my turn. I ain't got to do this long. I do agree with Nick about them winning the championship. I do agree that they, they grew up at the end of the game six because they should have been gone. And in the they blink of an eye, the they should have lost game six. And to the point to where I thought they lost, and I was preparing my angry text about how underwhelming Jason Tatum was. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> but no, they did grow up right there. And listen, I, I think Boston, for the most part, has had the deepest team all year long. Now, the Lakers might be a little bit deeper. Now, I don't think people realize how deep deep that Laker team is right now. But that Laker team is deep. Boston, to me, is still a little bit deeper, but the Lakers are far behind. I'm saying it to say Boston's going to beat Miami. I think they beat them in five. I'm not saying four because I got a lot of respect for Spolstra. I got a lot of respect for Jimmy Butler. If not for that, I would say four. I'm going to say Boston wins this in five. This won't be a long, drawn-out series. Okay. Wow. Miami losing in five. Whew. I mean, it sounds like y'all are 
giving Jimmy Butler some credit, and then again, it doesn't. Uh, but again, he is only one man. But the, the Heat have done good as a team, too. He's carried the team, but man, Struess and all those guys, they have been balling. They've been shooting the peel off of that thing. And I know that wasn't the Boston Celtics that they just saw in that last series, but this is also the same team that put out the number one Milwaukee Bucks earlier on in the postseason. So, we'll see. Uh, Miami's good. A lot of people are starting to whisper Lakers, Heat, Bubble, Finals rematch, Bubble's final rematch. Uh, I think that's what they probably want you to think, but you guys know I'm still sticking with the Lakers and the Celtics. Give me the Celtics. I'm going to say that it's still probably going to take them six games to do so because Jimmy's just going to play hard and he's going to ball out, barring any injury. Last year, let's keep in mind, Jimmy Butler almost single-handedly beat the Boston Celtics. He got an injury, and I don't think he could finish that series, or at least he didn't finish it 100%. And it came down to, like, the buzzer or something. It was pretty close. So this is not going to be a patty cake walk. I'm going to say six games because the, the Boston Celtics are so inconsistent. They always are good for laying that one egg. They, they, I'm not saying they won't come back from it. They always seem to do that. But, damn it, they just – they just like to put themselves in holes and dig themselves out of it. So I'm going to say that they may still dig themselves a hole. I wouldn't be surprised if Miami comes in and gets game one, just like Philadelphia did. Man, they've been resting for damn near two weeks. I don't know. Some people think that that could be a bad sign because they're ru- they're, they're rusty. But then again, when you're fresh, when you've got fresh legs, it usually helps. It usually works. I mean, the Lakers had a little time off before they played the Warriors, who came off of, of a seven-game series, and they beat them. Um, we'll see how it goes. I got the Celtics, but I'm going to say six. I'm going to give the Miami a little bit more respect there. And now let's move on to the Western Conference Finals, and we definitely can wrap it up after this. The Lakers finished the Warriors. We've already talked about the Warriors and their dynasty. Is it over or not? Now the Lakers, the team that has pushed away the Golden State Warriors, the defending champs, they knocked them off their throne. And earlier they knocked off the Memphis Grizzlies. Now the last the last standing team in the Western Conference is that big, big statue named Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray and company, Aaron Gordon and all of those guys, man. The Denver Nuggets, number one in the West. They've been number one all season for a reason, and I just want to go ahead before I get you guys to give your take on that, I just want to quickly say why the Denver Nuggets are supposed to win this series. They're number one for one. And um, just the way I predicted it, these two would be in the conference finals. The Denver Nuggets, to me, can become, and they have to win the championship now. So don't blow your top. They have to win the championship. But I have a theory here on how the Nuggets could become the new old San Antonio Spurs. They're not a big superstar team, all right? They don't really – Jokic is a star in my book, I think. He's, he's an MVP, a former MVP. But for whatever reason, he's still not John Morant. He's not Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Steph Curry. You know, he's a star, but I'm not sure if he's a superstar. So let's just, let's just, and no disrespect, Terrence, no disrespect to any Spurs fans, Duncan fans, but let's just call him Tim Duncan. And then right. let's call Jamal, let's call Jamal Murray, um, Ginobili or Tony Parker, however way you want to pick it. One of those good guards in the backcourt. If when they're healthy, I would say that those guys, no big superstars, 
But Jokic and Jamal Murray are okay with being a Duncan and Ginobili if they can win championships, hopefully. I, I know that's what their goal is. Instead of maybe being Embiid and Harden or any other, you know, good combination that you could put together of superstars that has never won a championship and probably won't. And let's be honest, Embiid and Harden probably won't. But when Murray is healthy again, and he is now, he's gotten the Nuggets right back to where they were the last time he was fully healthy, the Western Conference Finals. Ironically enough, against the same team that they faced the last time they were here, the Lake Show. And I'll get to my Lakers in a moment. But, um, I mean, if you've been listening, you know I predicted Lakers-Celtics. The Nuggets are really the best team in the NBA, and they're number one for a reason. And they're probably supposed to win it all, in my opinion, if AD disappears. For one game or two games too many, this series will go to Denver. The Nuggets just don't seem to me, though, to draw the ratings in the finals that, you know, the NBA would probably like, even though they're really good. But you know who does draw ratings? The Lake Show. LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. And, and as Magic would say, it's showtime. Um, I think that the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, at, look, they're a, what were they, a seven seed in the West, and they're playing the number one Nuggets. However, as good as the Nuggets are, their defense, it kind of comes and goes. The Lakers' defense has been pretty solid. They run, transition. That's the best offense in the world, a good defense, and getting in transition, fast break points. That makes the offense better. This is what the Lakers have been doing. The Lakers have been able to do this without LeBron having to do too much offensively. Yes, they're playing extreme amount of minutes, but they pushed themselves to get over the hump. Darvin Ham doing a great job. Hypothetically speaking, if this is real, the trades that they made didn't seem to be huge, but they're playing huge now. And I mean, guys like Vanderbilt, uh, Schroeder, uh, what's the, what's the guy's name? Um, with the H. Yes, these guys are playing good basketball, and they are deep. They may be deeper than the Nuggets, and and that's deep because the Nuggets have a good team and a good bench. But it's all about AD and Jokic. And going back to the bubble, the Lakers beat them in five or six. I think they beat them in five in 2020. Now, this is another season. Caldwell Pope is not a Laker. He's a Nugget now. And that makes yeah. a difference. But, man, just somehow, some way, LeBron's will, his drive, his leadership, AD saying, I'm sick of all these street clothes jokes. I'm not Mr. Street Clothes no more, am I? And that's what he's playing like. If he keeps doing this, the Lakers will not be beat. Not by the Denver Nuggets, not by the Boston Celtics. I think the Los Angeles Lakers will win. I'm going to give this six games as well because the Denver Nuggets is a good team, and in my opinion, they really are the best team in the league, and they should be the champions. I just don't think that's going to happen, not because they don't deserve it, not because they, they're not good enough, but because I think it's all scripted. And I think it's scripted for LeBron James to win his fifth NBA championship to make people like me, hell, screw it, Terrence and Nick and a lot of other Jordan fans to stop saying Jordan is the GOAT and let's start putting our focus more on LeBron James. If the Lakers go to the finals, ladies and gentlemen, we will have LeBron Appreciation Week all week leading up to the NBA Finals to to just remind ourselves and remind everyone else how great he has been, and that's what they're about to do. They're about to do this anyway. The league is going to show us and remind us how great and dominant this man is. Well, I wouldn't say dominant, but let's be honest. Tatum 
He definitely can win his first championship. He's due. But is Tatum going to win his first championship over LeBron winning his fifth and separating himself from KD and Steph? Well, I got to say Steph because he has four. I think not. I think LeBron wins it. I can go ahead and say that now. The Celtics, for some reason, I've always thought that they're going to win the East, but they always seem to lay eggs. They're inconsistent. Chasing Tatum, as good as he is, what about if he misses all those threes that he made? What if he misses all those shots? Sometimes it's just a step back, dribble, 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 step back, shoot it. If he makes it, you've got a 50-point night. If he misses most of the time, it's like, where the hell is Jason Tatum? That happens too often for me. They're not the best rebounding team, not a good offensive rebounding team. I don't think that's going to suit up well against Jokic or Anthony Davis in the finals. That's just my opinion. I've always thought the Celtics would lose two straight NBA final appearances, and I think it's going to happen again. I think they're taking the L again. I like that team when they get to playing, man. Tatum and Brown and Smart, and I like it. I like the Celtics, but I think it's the Lake Show time. And I think Lakers and Celtics happen again. Lakers prevail. LeBron and AD didn't care about the seeds. They just said if we can just get healthy by postseason or by play-in time, we got a good chance. And not only did they get in the play-in, barely, but they got in. And now that they're in, look what they're doing. They're still tearing it up. Give me the Lakers in six. I think Jokic will be special. I think Anthony Davis will be special. But in the end, Anthony Davis will make more defensive stops, more blocks, more second-chance opportunities that he'll give his team versus Jokic. It's going to be a dogfight. But I've got the Lakers, and um, they've got some rest, and they're ready to go. The, the Nuggets have gotten some rest, too, and they're ready to go, I'm sure. But um, Miami really is ready. Don't be surprised if they steal game one in Boston, but still lose the series. But, yeah, Celtics-Lakers, that's it for me. That's why I think the Lakers win, and uh, I just wanted to just get that out. I wouldn't be surprised, you all, if LeBron wins the championship and and retires and takes off a year and watches his son and goes to all the, the USC games that he can. He, he won't miss a USC game when Bronny is playing. And if Bronny has a good year, I don't know how good he is. I hear he is good. I hear he's average. I hear he's pretty good. I hear he's. I hear he could be better than his dad. I'm not sure. I hadn't watched him. All I'm saying no, is, if he's good, if he's good enough to be one year and done, then LeBron probably retires for a year and comes right back and goes to wherever yeah, his um, and maybe goes wherever his son goes, or maybe they all to, stay in L.A. I don't know. To further to further push your theory there there's always already been reports about lebron having the um <clears throat> michael jordan's filmmakers the guys who filmed uh the last dance follow him around this season are you serious yeah i'm yeah, dead serious yeah you see there i've been talking about this last dance stuff i was talking about the warriors if lebron is doing that this could very well be his last season if this is his last season nick ely it's probably because he's going to win the damn championship and if he wins the championship, I wouldn't be surprised if he retires but comes back and plays with his son. Then again, he may not play with his son. He may just want to get this. That's five. I'm done, y'all. I don't know what the Lakers do after that. I don't know if Anthony Davis leaves, stays. I don't know. I don't know about the contract. If LeBron's gone for good, he doesn't care. He got, he's got his ring, and that's five. 
But I think the Lakers win this year. I've been thinking that for quite some time. I've been trying to hold it as long as I could. But now that they've gotten to the last round of the postseason, I think it's safe to say that, to say it now. And I could be wrong. But keep in mind, I've already said the Denver Nuggets really is the best team in the league. But I think the Lakers win the championship. Sorry that took too long. But I had to get That's that okay. out of the way. Yeah, I'll be quick. I, I don't really see a scenario that Denver wins. Uh, I've kind of played the uh, um, uh, the Infinity Stone. I've, you know, I've taken the Time Stone and gone through all, all the different <laughs> scenarios. And I don't really see a scenario where Denver wins, barring injury. And I don't, I don't even like to address injury, even though with Anthony Davis, it is a real thing. You have to kind of to kind of talk about uh, the interesting thing about this series to me. And I spoke about it a little bit earlier. Will be the way it's officiated. Now. There was all this talk about Golden State not attacking the rim, not attacking the rim. But now you're talking about the best center in basketball who will always be, be near the rim. And Anthony Davis, with all of his defensive prowess, he, he has done a great job defensively. We'll have to stick to him. He will be the primary defender on, on Jokic. And we'll just have to see how that's officiated. It'll be very interesting, I think. Uh, but I, I'm going to go with the Lakers in six. Um now, if Denver can get these first two at home and put some pressure on the Lakers, yeah. But if they let the Lakers get one in Denver, it's trouble. And, I, again, I'm going to say Lakers in six. Maybe maybe even five if they get the first one. Nick? Well, <laughs> because I picked the Celtics to win the title, I started thinking about who they would play. And the side of me that listens to Jarvis and his theories on how this game really works made me think that would mean they would play the Lakers, right? Because, you know, Lakers-Celtics, biggest classic rivalry, all of that good stuff. And then Jason Tatum would get his first ring and, in essence, be able to dethrone the king, right? That, that would be kind of I, – I could see that being like the headline. Or whatever. Right. Yeah. Then I thought about it and I said, the Nuggets are really tired of being disrespected. Yeah. And I feel like this is their chance, at least to this extent, to show it and to get to the finals, which they didn't um, back in the bubble when Jamal Murray was going bananas. Uh, I don't know if y'all remember that, but Jamal Murray was out of his mind. Um, and so I'm picking the Nuggets to get to win it, uh, win this series. I'm going to take them probably in six and maybe even five games. Um, I think they're the deeper team. I think they're the better team. Um, and what it really comes down to for me, because AD and Jokic are at best a wash. I think as a, if pushed to pick, I would say I think Jokic may would probably get the better of, of AD. Um, and I'm not, and to be clear, I'm not saying these two players are, are a wash, but I think the effect that Aaron Gordon can have on LeBron on the defensive end for him, him guarding LeBron and not necessarily needing the help, particularly with LeBron getting older and not, maybe not being quite as explosive as he has been previously. Um, Aaron Gordon being big enough where both LeBron can't bully him, um, kind of down on the post. I think that'll have an effect. Um, obviously, LeBron will still get his. Don't get, I'm not. Aaron Gordon, not LeBron James, I get that. Um, but when you get from that and you go towards the perimeter, then I like the combination of Michael Porter, Michael Porter Jr. 
and Jamal Murray more than I do Austin Reeves and Dennis Schroeder um, or whatever it may be. And then, you know, when you get to go into the bench guys, the KCP and the Bruce Browns, the way they've been playing, um, I think the Nuggets are the better team, and uh, I-, I think they make it to the finals. I think they're the better team also. I agree with everything you said. So why in the world if the yeah, Lakers right. win? I, I, I already explained why, why you why you, you have different ways in, in, in your understanding of how this game works. <laughs> right, right, yeah. And I'll be the, But when it when it's over and done, and if the Lakers are going to the finals, I can't wait to come back and ask you if everything you said is true, why didn't it happen? And we'll 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 talk about that and discuss it then. But, you know, just wanted to just – I agree with everything that you're saying. And I've been saying for the longest, I've been the only one saying that we need to put some respect on the Denver Nuggets' name. You know, they're number one in the league for a reason, number one seed in the Western Conference for a reason. I agree with all of that. My thing with Michael Porter is that, man, sometimes he's just a streaky shooter. As good as – and hot as hot as he can get at times, he can get just as cold and it's like – Man, somebody get this guy on the bench. Let him cool off or do something. Bring somebody else on the floor um, to, to give him a spark. And you don't know which one's going to show up when it comes to Porter. I, I agree with what you said on Gordon. But, man, Le- Le- LeBron, he, he's been doing this for a long time. He, he knows what to do. He knows what's up. Hypothetically speaking, even if it's real, he'll figure it out. And Anthony Davis, he's the main factor. As I said, he would be in every series if he shows up. The Lakers are going to advance. If he doesn't show up or gets injured, and I know Laker fans are scared as hell when they're watching him. Every single moment he gets the ball and goes up or comes down, I know it's a scary moment. But if he stays healthy and keeps showing up, the Lakers will be holding that trophy up again, just like they did in 2020. That's just my opinion. Um, But the Nuggets, again, man, those boys are bad, man. I, I enjoyed the Suns and Nuggets series. It was really good. And um, I knew the Nuggets would win that series. I wasn't that high on Phoenix. Before we get out of here, though, guys, anything y'all want to say about the Phoenix Suns real quick? We forgot to mention that Monty Williams is fired. He's out as the Phoenix head coach. There are rumors that Tyron Lue is being looked at and very, very favorite, a favorite to get the job, meaning he would be leaving the Clippers. I don't know what his contract situation looks like, but Tyron Lue is being heavily discussed as Monty Williams' replacement in Phoenix, I'm heard that I'm hearing that Tyron Lue is just sick of Kawhi's shit, and he's ready to go. He's ready to move on. Is, uh, is his contract up? I'm not sure, but somebody they, they they can't talk to him otherwise. I I have heard. I don't know, but I have heard that Tyron Lue is a big, if not lead candidate for that job, and he hmm. is sick of Kawhi's shit. That's what I've heard. That's now. Ten times. It's ten times better than the name that I heard a little while ago. What name did you hear? I think I saw that too, Terrence. You didn't say who I think you had to say. Isaiah Thomas. Yep, that's what I thought. Now, too. I'm going to just say this. I saw Isaiah Thomas at that last game. He was courtside. And I knew he was looking really weird. He's always looking weird, but he's looking really, really weird that day. And I'm like, why is he looking extra weird? <laughs> <laughs> It, it, that that never would have occurred to me that Isaiah Thomas made. How long would it be before KD yeah. gets him fired? <laughs> I mean, how long would it be before he got right. him fired? I mean, fi- coaches just seem to get fired when KD's there. Poor Kevin Durant, man. Poor Kevin Durant. Like, is it poor? Should we even say that? I mean, yeah, I'm gonna say it, man. That man's got the because I like Monty Williams. I think I don't. I don't think that Monty Williams should have been fired. I think this should have put him on the hot seat for next year. 
Uh, well, you got to think about it, though. You can't get beat down two elimination games in a row. Yeah, on home two big collapses. Yeah, uh, Your team doesn't show any fight. And I think he pulled Booker and KD out too soon, even though the game was at hand. But he pulled them out with like five or six minutes to go in the fourth. And I'm like, it's Kevin Durant and, and Booker. Like, these guys can get hot and maybe make the game a little bit interesting than we see. Uh, but he just pulled them out. That was point shaving and there. That was point shaving. Yeah. But, man, I just wanted to bring it up. I just wanted to bring it up because Nick was so high on the Phoenix Suns, and I'm like. I I was, too. They were were my sleeper pick to win the championship. Yeah, Vegas as well for a minute. Yeah, Vegas had them, too. Because, I mean, it's Kevin Durant and and it's it's Devin Booker. And I just – I I don't know what they do need. They need to go on and get get away from Chris Paul. Yeah. This is no shade to Chris Paul, but legitimately Chris Paul has – Top five worst hamstrings in all of sports history. Like yeah. this dude's hamstrings always go out on him during playoff time, um, and he just he just can't do it anymore. And you can't ask Chris Paul to come off the bench. I just I, if if he's going to keep playing, see if he wants to go back to New Orleans, see if he wants to go back to Oklahoma City or or the Clippers or some one of his old teams. Um, but I don't think that if you are trying to win a championship, you know, it's just like you said earlier about Harden. We've seen this story with James with Chris Paul countless times. Yeah, yeah, and it always ends the exact same way. Yeah, I think that's first and foremost. Secondly, they got to figure out something to do with Aiden. Aiden doesn't want to be there. They don't want him there. He didn't even suit up for Game Six. They were facing elimination, and he just for some reason he just couldn't suit up. Said it was a real contusion. Was it a rib injury or something? A rib contusion. That's BS is what it was. It gets a bit on the floor. I agree, but I'm just saying what they what they. Yeah, oh yeah, that was, that's what was on paper. Yeah, him he and Monty, him and Monty didn't get along. I think we know that they from didn't last get along, year. And I just, I it just seems like the organization chose that player over Monty Williams. Yeah, doesn't, I'm thinking that's, that's what really makes more more sense that Monty's gone more than anything is, is because they decided they're going to keep DeAndre Ayton, which I just don't understand that. Well, they just, they just paid him. They just paid him, though. And, and they yeah, can they just trade him. And they can just trade him. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hear yeah. you. Uh, look, I mean, maybe maybe they should blow this thing up. It's not gonna. It's probably not gonna work if you can't add. It's not gonna work. The right pieces uh, to Booker and Katie. I disagree with that. Actually, listen, they have two good pieces. They and can I still look, make some as, moves. As I've said again, I, I think if anything, I think if anything, Rob Pelinka has shown us if you have those two. Big talent pieces, you can make some moves and turn that into a championship team. Agreed. But here's my thing: I think what they have can work. It's just they're going to need the off season to add the depth, to add the pieces around it that make yeah. that That's hold fair. it together. That's fair. You know, because they had they traded so much to get Kevin Durant in the first place, they'll be able to take some of them. They may use the draft pick or two, and, and hopefully, you know, for their sake. Get it right with a rookie. Uh, maybe I'm not saying a rookie that's going to be, you know, the next star, but somebody that they can they can fill a need for them. Um, and then they, you know, maybe use one or two of the other draft picks to go get a couple of vets that plug in in three and D roles um, or in you know backup point guard roles if they're going if they lose you know somebody like campaign or whatever the case may be or want to upgrade from campaign. Um, you know, there's a couple that they could fill in just to have some more guys to come off the bench. Um, that can that can produce, um, but with, the, with what they've got, they can definitely win. And, and I don't I don't see a reason to blow it up entirely. Uh, you know, you definitely definitely the backup point guard role. You got to make sure you solidify it there. Um, as you mentioned, we've seen this story with Chris Paul, and, and I love Chris Paul as much as 
basically anybody except for Jarvis, apparently. Um, but, you know, it, he just his hamstrings are, are what they are. And his hamstrings and groins and whatever leg muscle he's got, one of them's gonna go out every postseason. Um, it just it just is what it is, and so you gotta have somebody there that's ready to roll. Well, I mean, guys, I'm off of the Nick. I'm off of the um, the Chris Paul uh, wagon right now. I mean, look, it is what it is. That window closed. Did you tell me that Chris Paul was a top ten player of all time? I look. It's at, right after last season. I told you that I I have to push back on that because. He can't get them to the finals anymore. They didn't win the finals after being up two games to nothing over the Milwaukee Bucks in 2021. That window really closed then. And the KD trade, let's be honest, they reached for that just because they know that window is closing fast. So they reached to get him. But as I said before, you can't give up all of your sack lunches for that big prime rib, you know, for that prime, you know, state. And I disagree with that because KD, because after the season just ended, KD still got like three years left on his contract. And that's fine. And if they don't, if they don't find a way to put the right role players around them, then they won't win a thing in those three years. And let's be real, KD won't ever stay anywhere till a contract ends. He hasn't done that since OKC. He will find a way to get out of there too, uh, if he doesn't just quit and retire. I, I'm just done with him. And his antics on wanting to go here and there and just, yeah, I'll go over here. Or let me, what a minute, trade me over there. And, and and nothing works. It just seems like he can barely even get out of the first round of the playoffs anymore since he's left Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. It He can't be relied on. He's not a leader. He has not won a thing when it's been his team. And uh, we saw that in Brooklyn. We saw it in OKC. And we're seeing it here in, in Phoenix. Is he playing better? Does he play better when it's not his team? Yeah, but I mean, look, Booker did his thing. Durant did his thing. Uh, he's not still the same KD, but good enough. But that's not enough. And I and I told everyone, I, Terrence, I was you might have missed it. Me and Kelvin Peterson, me and Old Grip was talking, and mm-hmm. uh, we were talking about the Celtics at first, and uh, I was talking about Tatum and what I expect from him, and then we we started talking about Booker. And the Suns, he seemed to think that they would be fine. I said, I just don't know how long this will be uh, sustainable. You know, all of the minutes, the heavy minutes. And uh, at some point, I think they'll be exhausted because they don't have the bench. Now, did the bench start to play a little better in that Nugget series? It progressed a little, but not good enough. And um, so I just knew that at some point, what about when Booker doesn't shoot 50, 60% from the field? What you know? What if he doesn't get them forty-five? You know, forty. Mm-hmm. He was doing that every night. What about the night he can't do it? They're not going to be too successful, and they were not. He didn't score thirty in game six or seven, and that's the reason. I mean, not seven in game five or six, and that's the reason why this series came to an end. I wasn't surprised at all. I wasn't that high on Phoenix. I didn't think they had enough. That 2021 team was much better. But there's no Mikael Bridges anymore. There's no uh, Cameron Payne anymore. There's no whoever else that was that came off the bench and lit it up and helped play a good role to what the Phoenix Suns did. They don't have that anymore. That's what happens when you give up these trades. Now, if you could have put Kevin Durant on the Phoenix Suns team that was already there without having to make any trades and give up all of those people – they still be playing right now, and they be on their way to the championship out there going 4-0-4-0-4-0-4-0 sweeps. But that's not the case. They had to give up a lot to get KD, and they, they're missing some of those people that they gave up. Just wasn't yeah. enough for the Denver, the deep Denver Nuggets. So 
just wanted to state that and uh you know it's over with for monty williams we'll see what the phoenix suns do isaiah thomas first time i heard that and i'm sure that's the first time a lot of of our listeners is going to hear that. That's big right there, Terrence. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I hope they don't do that. I just don't know about Isaiah being a coach. But uh, I can definitely hear him being in some of the executives' ear and the owners' ear. Like, see, they should run this right here. And KD could get this and get that. Man, I don't know. But I'm hearing about Tyron Lou. We'll see. Uh, I think with all this said and done, whether the Lakers win or the Celtics win or the Nuggets win, I still think there was one team that could have beat all of these teams that's remaining in the playoffs had they just stayed healthy, had that one guy played, and that's Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers. That's mm. why I never really respected the Clippers' victory, I mean the Suns' victory over them, and I knew the Suns would give it to them, and I couldn't wait for them to give it to them. I like Phoenix better without KD than I did with them. Not because they weren't exciting to watch. Of course, it was it was a thrill if you like all that splash, splash stuff. But I would much rather see a good, complete team. And I knew the Suns weren't complete. So I couldn't wait for the Nuggets to handle them. Now, here we go. Lakers, Nuggets, Celtics, Heat. The Clippers could have beat them all, though, in my opinion. And that's the one reason why I was kind of throwing shade at the NBA and how the playoffs were going. It's been all right, though, Nick. I got to give it to you. It's been all right. But, uh... We'll see. We'll see how it goes. There's some Sixer fans somewhere saying right now, but what if Embiid played game one? Well, no, they can't say that because they won that game without them. But it's been a very weird playoffs. you got teams like the Lakers still playing. You've got teams like the Miami Heat, the eight seed, still playing. It's been wild. It's been wild. But that's all we've got for now. In other news, though, quickly I would say that uh, or ask, has anyone heard anything about and again, Aaron Rodgers, a New York Jet. Uh, welcome to the Jets. You would think everything would be uh, happy and, and, and love and paradise. Everything would be going fine. But not so much when it comes to Quentin Williams. Because he made it the news uh, yesterday by, uh, I think, tweeting. What did he tweet? He tweeted something. A nice little gesture letting everyone know that he is not too happy. Uh, he's seeking $25 million plus. That wasn't the tweet, though. The tweet was... It was, it was a little clever, but it was a shot at the Jets. And he changed his profile to where it said defensive tackle for question mark, not the Jets. He's asking for $25 plus million, and he's seeking that contract extension similar to somebody else who just got paid in his position, the Giants defensive tackle Dexter Lawrence, who signed a four-year $90 million deal. That's according to Fox Sports. He wants Dexter Lawrence money. We'll get into that another time if he deserves it or not. But Quentin Williams is a former top five NFL pick of the 2019 draft. Uh, he came out with Nick Bosa and Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, and all those guys. So uh, I remember him. He uh, He's wanting his money now. And it's uh, you know it's funny he was saying now. I guess he was waiting to see what would happen. Time Aaron Rodgers got there. He's like, all right, time for me to go. There's no room for me now. You know, you gave, you're giving 50 per to him. Although I did hear they reworked his contract, so we'll have to look into that and see what's up. But that's just something else that I wanted to state in the news. Um, and that's that's pretty much it. Jokic came out and said everything is new. He says that the Nuggets is playing new a new team in the Lakers, and he adds that the Lakers are playing amazing in these playoffs as the Western Conference Finals looms. Uh, that's it. Tuesday night. 
or tonight, I should say, Lakers Nuggets game one, and then Wednesday night, Heat Celtics. <clears throat> That's all I got. I'm done. It's been a long, long show, I know, but we did cover a lot. We had a lot to cover. And um, again, good show, guys. That's all I got. Anything else for you all? Um, did I miss anything uh, football related or baseball related or anything related to sports? No, I, I think that's it here. I uh, appreciate you guys holding it down for me, uh, you know, of course, in my absence. And uh always got to give a nice appreciation to all the listeners out there. And, hey, man, keep it coming. We appreciate you guys. For sure. Yeah, man, that's, that's it for me. Uh, appreciate everybody out there. It's uh, It's been an interesting playoffs. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how the, how the conference finals uh, get this off. I'm sad. It feels like the playoffs has gone by really fast. Um, I don't yep. know if anybody else feels that way, but it feels like we've gotten near they, the they end. took a lot of those rest days out, man. It's, it's, hey, every other night there's a game. Yeah, so it seems like we got near the end here pretty quickly where, you know, now we know now we just have one game every other night, basically, instead of uh, two or three. So, yeah. Um, but looking forward to seeing how it shakes out. Obviously, we, we've given our predictions tonight, but uh, regardless of how it turns out, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yep. Oh, and then one more thing I forgot to notice. This happened over the weekend. Uh, Zadarius Smith, that's outside linebacker or pass rusher or edge, uh, who was with the, Browns, the uh, right? yeah with the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, well, um, the Browns sent him and a twenty four a a twenty twenty four fifth round pick, a twenty twenty five fifth round pick. They sent that all to the Vikings. Um, that's where he was. Yeah, Zadarius Smith was with the Vikings. Okay, sorry about that. So the Browns have him now. So Zadarius Smith was traded to the Cleveland Browns over the weekend. And um, who got the seventh rounder? Somebody got, I guess the Vikings got that. So anyway, um, yeah, that's it. Zadarius Brown now a Cleveland Brown. I don't know if they run 4-3 or 3-4, but I think Zadarius Smith was more of a, they run a 4-3? Yeah. I thought Zadarius was more of that outside linebacker in a 3-4. I, I think I, he might do both, but he's more of a. I think he's more of a down defensive end. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, the Vikings, the Vikings used to play four three, so maybe you're right. I don't know if they switched or not either, but yeah. Okay. So, so that the Darius came from the Ravens, where the year, of course, they played three four. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was he, a Raven. He can do both. Yeah. Sneaky, just a sneaky trade. You never know that this guy may actually just play lights out on the other side of Miles Garrett. Now they've been needing somebody else on the opposite side for quite some time now. This defense is kind of underachieved every year. They're supposed to be better, but I just don't see it enough. So maybe they get better. And um, uh, what if D-Hop goes back to Deshaun Watson? I'm hearing that he's not going to get traded, but what if somehow he can end up back with Deshaun Watson in Cleveland, though? D-Hop and Amari Cooper would be something something else uh, in the Cleveland Browns. But the Cleveland Browns, that's a, that's a move that a lot of people are not talking about. That's one of those moves that they're just going to put at the bottom of the screen on NFL Network. However, it could be huge. You never know. It's these little sneaky trades that no one's talking about that, you know, could really be a factor to why they're still playing in January. Who knows? We'll see. But that's all I got. I was just scrolling through to see was there anything else that I missed and that was pretty much it. The NFL schedule came out. We don't have time to talk about that. We will get into it plenty of time, too. Uh, everybody is looking forward to the, the games, the primetime games. We'll, we'll have to do that another day, though. Um, Nick, 
and Nick's team and my team meet up uh, for NFC Championship rematch. My team and Terrence's team meets up on Christmas for a Monday Night Football matchup. We've got so much to talk about when it gets when it comes to the football schedule because the NFL schedule. I mean, because all three of our teams are gonna you know interact with each other in the 2023 NFL season. Uh, so we'll 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 get to it. Mini camp is underway. So uh, hang tight. But we're just trying to get all this basketball news out of the way. And uh, look, blame Jai for this episode going so long. We spent half an hour starting off with him. So we'll just we'll just tell everybody on social media if you don't want to hear so much about Jai, just go ahead and FF fast forward through uh through the first thirty minutes. Uh, but anyway, great show again. That's it. If anything happens with Ja, we'll come back with the breaking news as soon as we can. But other than that, uh, we'll be back next week, and we'll see how far we've gotten along with the conference finals. Thank you all for listening again. And, um, yeah, that's it, guys. Um, as we always say at the end of these shows, man, y'all, please, please be safe out there. Indeed. Peace out, guys. Yeah, though.